Hey, my name is Ryan Herzog. I'm one of the pastors here at Second Students West. I just want to say welcome to the Second Students West podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us and are listening with us today. Today's message is from our Humble Beast series, which we've been doing at live. Make sure you hit that follow button on our podcast and then enjoy the message. Uh, man, welcome to live. My name is Michael, and I am super ex- Thanks, but. Um, I'm super excited to, to be with you guys tonight. We're going to talk about a topic that I honestly don't want to talk about because it is one of the things that I, I, I seriously struggle with. And it's also a topic that uh, nobody thinks they struggle with because it's called pride. And so when I say that, many people will be like, oh, well, he's definitely not talking to me because I don't struggle with that, but everybody else. Okay, if you're thinking that right now, You are a prideful person because you need to hear this message. This is a message that I truly believe uh, can help so many of us. And and, and when I say pride, hey, tonight we're going to talk about pride, people are like, oh, this is going to be good. Like if I said tonight we're going to talk about, um, I don't know, I'm going to talk about an issue I have with lust. And I'm going to tell you how bad I struggle with lust. You'd be like, oh, I'm so in. Like, you, you, you would be, like, 100% devoted to what I'm going to say, but since I say pride, you automatically zone out. That's called pride in yourself. So, also, if you're thinking, oh, well, Johnny, he needs to hear this message, or Betsy, she needs to hear this, this message, okay, stop it, because you need to hear this message, all right? So, pride is, is a series that we're in right now, Humble Beast, and uh, we have two more weeks of this. And tonight, I want you to open your Bibles to Luke 14, or if you have it on your phone, there's a great app called Version. If you are sitting down here on the front, you're just in my eyes a lot more, so I'm going to ask you to be totally zoned in to what God has to say to you. If you start messing around with somebody next to you, then I'm going to ask you to go play in the highway, okay? So I don't want, I don't want to deal with that tonight. So if you could do that, I said that to a kid once about four years ago, and he really took off. And I was like, nah, someone stop him. <laughs> it was Kevin Abram. He's still with us today. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Somebody like, I don't know who that is. It's okay. Luke 14, verse 1, says this. One Sabbath, we'll just stop right here. Sabbath. Sabbath is a day that uh, God took a rest whenever he was creating everything. And we call it the Sabbath. The Pharisees took this day of the Sabbath and really they made it a day. And the Pharisees, just so you understand, there's there's groups of people that didn't really agree with what Jesus was, was, was saying. They didn't really agree with anything that he was doing. They were actually against him. And they would do everything they could to catch him and and send him to the cross. And so one thing that they did with the Sabbath is they said the Sabbath, you can do nothing, nothing at all. You can't work, you can't go anywhere, you just chill on the Sabbath. So they made the Sabbath more than really what it was. Here, the Sabbath, just so you understand, was a day truly that was made to give glory and honor to God. So everything you did that day was glory and honor to God. Because you've been working all week, and so you take this one day, and you give it to the Lord. 
So some would call that Sunday. Some would call that church on Sundays. Like that is their Sabbath day. And so the Pharisees are going to try to catch Jesus. And so it says, on the Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee. So Jesus is going to hang out with someone that isn't like him, doesn't talk like him, is actually against, is actually one of his enemies, if you will. Somebody that doesn't like him. So that's a pretty cool deal right there, that Jesus hangs out with his enemies. Jesus is hanging out with those that aren't like him, that don't talk like him, that aren't on the same team. He's hanging out with Aggies when he's a Longhorn fan, okay? I'm just telling you, hook them horns how you like it. All right. Thank you. All right. When Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched, meaning this. The Pharisees invited him over to trap him. There in front of him was a man suffering from an abnormal swelling of his body. This is rude, okay? They invite this guy over to their house that has some physical abnormalities. A guy comes over. They say, hey, you, human, who look weird, come to our house to the party. Now, that guy's never been invited to a party in his life. That's real. This guy had, a, had, had an issue called dropsy, which meant that everything in his body was filled with heavy, heavy fluid, and it just dropped. And so he obviously looked like he had some problems. And in this time, when you had a physical appearance that wasn't normal, you were considered an outcast. The Pharisees would say that you're unclean. So the Pharisees invited somebody to the party who was unclean to hang out to catch Jesus. This is rude, very rude, because they know Jesus' heart. He's not going to walk in there and see this human and just walk by them. Be like, oh, <laughs> bad day, and just go on and eat barbecue. Okay, that's not happening. When Jesus comes in contact with somebody who has a issue or has something wrong, y'all know He's going to do something. He can't help himself. Why? Because that's what he does. He's not like us, okay? We see someone like they just fell down and broke their leg. We're like, hey, I got to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Stinks for you. Okay? That's just how, not that we all do that, but sometimes we do that, okay? Jesus, he sees man with dropsy in the party with the Pharisees. They're watching him. And here's what he says. In verse 3, Jesus asked the Pharisees, which, if you're hanging out with God, just if this happens to you anytime soon, and he asks you a question, he knows the answer. People like that are rude, all right? I, they, they really are. And I sometimes play that game, and I apologize, but it's kind of fun. I'm not saying I'm God, but I just like to play the game. It's fun for me. It is a blast. Y'all should try it. Like, you know the answer, but just ask or act really like you have no idea what people are talking about. And then they try to explain it to you, but you already know the answer. It's so much fun. Don't even say, I knew that. Just go with it. It's so great. Anyway, Jesus is asking a question, and he knows the answer. He asked them, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? Again, they're trying to catch him. He knows the answer. Verse 4, no one said a word. They all remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Now that guy, he won. Dropsy face, he won. 
He seriously, he, he, he won that day. He got invited to a party that he wasn't even supposed to come to. He was just chilling on the road, begging for some money. They grabbed him, invited him to a party, invited God to the party, okay? He comes in, sees dropsy face, heals him on the Sabbath. They're all watching this happen. They heal him on the Sabbath. He's like, all dropsy gone, he out, okay? He gone, okay? He is on his way, and the Pharisees are like, yes, we got him. We got him. But they remained silent. So taking hold of man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Verse five, then he asked them. This is so rude, okay? Jesus is so loving. He loves everybody, all the little people. Listen, he ain't playing around, okay? okay? I don't know what Jesus you're looking at, okay? I don't know if you're like, you're singing that song, you're just singing oceans, you're thinking Jesus, little Jesus in the manger. Wrong, okay? Jesus ain't playing, okay? He's a warrior. He's a stud. He's awesome. He's crushes souls. Look what he does. He asked them, the Pharisees, because he says, so he heals this guy. Picture it, okay? You're a party Friday night, okay? You got invited. You show up. Dropsy face is there. Okay, or, or let's just say this. Let's say, look, has anybody got a broken leg in here? Anybody? Anybody injured? You're, 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 you walked up here. You're not, you don't have a broken leg. Anybody have a massive injury right now? Like it's obvious, like you're in a cast. You have a, anybody have a cast on? You have a cast? Ha! Huh? Back brace? Sorry, I can't do that. I got people. All right, come here. Come here. We got a bowling injury. Come here. Come here. We have a bowling injury. What's your name? Grayson. Grayson. How you doing? How are you? I'm Michael. Nice to meet you. Welcome. You feel so cool, don't you? Well, these little, these people. So, so what, what happened here? Uh, football. Football. What, what is it? A fractured foot hurt in my hand. Don't hit it. <laughs> what can you not do right now? Play football. You can't play football. Okay, so what if, what if I were able to heal that right now and you could play football next week? What if? Okay. That'd be cool? Yeah. Let's do it. You ready? <laughs> I mean, we could pray it, you know, hey. Father, I pray you heal Grayson's arm in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I don't, if that happens, I'm so excited, okay? Okay, I, I am pumped. But the, okay, great. Thank you so much. I do pray it heals in the name of Jesus for real, okay? That'd be awesome. So, man, we got wrist braces all, if you got a wrist brace, raise your hand. All over the house tonight, okay? Hey, y'all need, you forgot yours, okay? <laughs> wrist braces are cool now. I guess they're in, all right? Rolling, <laughs> be careful when you wear rollerblades and break your wrist. All right, here's the deal. If I would have healed him legit and I would have took his wrist and did this, okay, his parents would probably sue me, okay? But the truth is, if I healed him, honestly, y'all be like, oh, did you see that? You'd put it on Snapchat. You'd put it on all your stuff. You'd be like, Michael is awesomer than ever, or however you would say it. He healed him. Guys, look, dropsy face, got healed, and they didn't say anything. That's a moment right there. That's a moment right there. He got healed and no one said a word. And then he says this. If one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? Here's what he's saying. If you have a kid that falls into a well and is drowning 
are you going to let that kid, hey, I'll be back tomorrow. Tread water for 24 hours. Can't do a Sabbath. Sabbath day. Here's some grapes. No, you can't. You wouldn't do that. Okay? If my kid is, is treading water in a well on Sabbath, I promise you, I'm calling everybody. I'm calling helicopter, okay? I'm, I'm calling everybody to get my son or daughter or whatever it may be out of the well. I don't care what day it is. Well, Michael, you have to be at live. Don't care. Well, you have to be at church. Don't care. Well, Dr. Young wants you. Don't care. My son is treading water. That's what he's saying to them right now. Well, what about your cow? Your ox? Does it make sense for you? So your kitten, okay? If your kitten... Some of you would let it drown. I understand. <laughs> They're not even in the Bible. A cat's not in the Bible. That's legit, except for the lion. Anyways, maybe an animal of Satan. If your kitten is in the well, are you going to save the kitten? <laughs> understand. What? <laughs> Because I say ox, you guys are like, I don't even know what an ox is. I don't even know. Y'all don't have an ox in your backyard. Okay, that's not relevant. Okay? Understand what he's saying right here. Listen. He asks, he asks, is it okay to heal somebody on the Sabbath? And he does it. And no one does anything. He then says, if someone or something you care about a whole lot needs something, are you not going to give it to them on the Sabbath? And again, they say nothing. And the truth is, is that we kind of at times do the same thing with Scripture. Is we make it really fit us and what we want it to say. Students, adults, catch this. Sometimes whenever we read the Bible or we hear people say stuff or we, we, we come to church and we hear these things and it stings a little bit, sometimes we say, well, that's not really for me. Reminder, that's called pride. Because you would say that you're above the law. And that's what the Pharisees are doing in this situation. There are verses in the Bible that sting. They hurt bad. And we can sometimes say, well, that's not really what God means. That's not really what it says. For example, Matthew 7, 23 says, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. This is God. This is Jesus. When people come to heaven, there will be a moment that he will, you will stand in front. It'll be judgment time and will say, I never knew you depart from me or well done. Come on in. And there are Christians that would say, God doesn't really mean that. And that's just what the Pharisees are doing by saying and adding to the scriptures. The truth is, he really does mean it. He really does say, if I don't have a relationship with you, then you cannot enter heaven. That's real. Another scripture, Ephesians 5, 4. There should be no obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking. There should be no cussing, there should be no backstabbing people, and you should not make fun of people with jokes. Oh! Like, that should just say, dear Michael. 
you're going to hell. Like that's, when I read that, I'm like, no, I'm not listening. I'm, I'm being honest. Like seriously, I can say this to you. That's a struggle for me. I'm, I'm very sarcastic. And the truth is, I've got to get better. This isn't like, except for Michael. No, this is, this is for all of us. Students, catch this. Adults, well, if I'm angry, then I can do that. No. Well, if that guy cuts me off, then I can flip him off. No. Well, I can ram him over with my car because he cut in front of me Chick-fil-A. Like, no. Okay? We cannot add and take away from the scripture just because it doesn't fit how we live our life. That's called pride. Another verse. Wives. Ephesians 5.22. Y'all like, I'm out. Half the dudes in the room are like, that doesn't have to do with me. Yeah. Ephesians 5.22. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. I will say that again. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. You're like, why is he telling us that? We're, none of us are married yet because the truth is women, women, girls, let me explain something to you. God has an order in this world. I don't care what the music shows are telling you. I don't care what the, what the deal, what the AMAs last night, whatever it is, and all these, the, the, the women's rights and all this stuff. Let me tell you something. The Bible is clear. There's an order. No one else is going to say that. Why? Because they're scared of what the media and everybody else is going to say. Here's the deal. I don't care. Because I care what the Bible says. I care what the Bible says. The Bible's very clear for wives, women, submit to your husbands. Period. Period. If that's not for you, if you're like, well, I don't believe in that, then you don't believe anything in the Bible. We talked about that a few weeks ago in Genesis. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Last one, not a lot, there's a lot of them, by the way. I, I could be up here all night, okay? And it's horrible. This one, this one, Matthew 18. Forgive 70 times seven. Here's what that means. When someone treats you absolutely horrible and you don't like them, if it's your parents, your best friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your biggest enemy, it says, forgive them. Well, you don't understand my situation. Well, it's not about me. You can, you can take that up with God. Here's the deal. How can we forgive others? The truth is, how can God forgive us? He forgave us. And so no matter what your situation is, and I know there's a lot of really bad situations, you should forgive them, period. Period. Well, that, that verse is not for me. No, it, it is. I promise you, as a Christian, it's for you. Don't allow your pride to say that doesn't fit for you. We live at times like we're above, like we're above the law. You know, it's, it's like this. Let's say, let's say this little man. Okay, this is Play-Doh, okay? I legit stole it from my kids. I guess I bought it, so I didn't steal it. It's mine. Anyways, um, what's theirs is mine. Let's just say I made a little man right here. Or woman, apologize. <laughs> okay, just just use your imagination. Okay, just 
There's a, there it is, okay? Now let's just say, don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. So this is a man, a man, woman thing, okay? Let's just, let's just say, let, let's just say right now, I, I just formed this, I, I, I just formed this man out of clay, right? Out of Play-Doh. Now what if, what if this thing, what if this thing said, you don't know what you're talking about, Michael. I am man. I am woman. This little piece of purple Play-Doh. What if it started talking back to me? It started saying, you know what? I am man. And you know what? I don't have to listen to you, Michael. Because, because I'm a man. Or a woman man. And I'm in charge. And I know that you made me. And I know that you love me. And I know that you actually are gonna, you, you came to earth and died. And you love me so much. I don't really care what you say, I'm gonna do whatever I want. If, if I was God, this guy, I'd be like, <laughs> I will crush you, okay? And then, throw you! It didn't go very far. That's why I'm not God. And then I made another one. This one's name is Miguel. Now what if Miguel's like, well I know that you're a big deal. And I know you were here since the beginning. You were here way before I was. And that verse about wives, it doesn't matter because my wife, it doesn't matter. If, if, if it were me, okay, if I were God, this little man thing, Miguel, I would, I would, I would destroy Miguel. This isn't the funny part. Because the truth is, at times, this is how I act toward God. I act just like this little piece of clay that thinks that they understand more than God does. And God created all of us, all of us, from absolutely nothing. He breathed life into us so that we have life. And our only job on earth is to not be like this. Look at me. <laughs> I'm a big deal. Because a lot of us with prideful hearts, a lot of us, notice I'm saying us, we walk around with the light on us the entire time. And this is all that people see. When the truth is, people should only see this. People should only see the cross. So you need to ask yourself, you need to ask yourself, what am I reflecting? Is it here or is it here? Students, adults, this is really, really hard to do. I am not saying this is easy, but I am saying let's all work on it together. Let's all, let's keep each other accountable. Let's love each other. Let's help each other. Let's not put each other down whenever the other person messes up. Being prideful and dealing with pride is something that is a serious struggle. And I would say everybody has a little hint of it. But whenever we're prideful, 
let's reverse it. And let's be prideful about Jesus Christ. Let's be prideful about what he has done in our lives. Because the truth is, we are just a little piece of clay that he decided to make. And he decided to love. And he decided to die on the cross and rise again because he loves us so much. Would you be willing to do that for a little piece of clay that you made?